0: If you turned on your TV last night, and you have cable. You saw Donald Trump. It wall-to-wall coverage, again, on all of the U.S. networks yesterday as the former U.S. president appeared in court to face federal charges related to classified documents. You know the story. Uh, he pleaded not guilty to 37 counts that he currently faces. Ultimately, he'll go to trial, and we'll see where that goes. But in the meantime, wanted to get a better understanding of exactly what it is he's been charged with. Now, some of these charges fall under the Espionage Act, which brings up imagery of cloak and dagger stuff but that's not it not at all um so let's get the details on what he's been charged with why it's so important and where it might lead we're going to chat with gary ross who is the director of intelligence studies program at texas a&m university gary thanks so much for joining us i appreciate you being here today Sure. Great to be with you. So the Espionage Act, we hear about that, and like I say, we, we think Cloak and & Dagger and Tom Clancy and all the rest, but it's not like that at all. Uh, give us a definition. The Espionage Act, it, it, it's really far-reaching, right?
1: Yeah. So the provision that most people are familiar with is, is one section, Section 794, which deals with traditional spying, traditional espionage, a uh, recruited asset giving classified information to a foreign government. But there are other sections that deal with uh, the unlawful retention uh removing classified documents from where they're supposed to be stored and then disclosing it just to unauthorized persons not just representatives of
0: foreign governments which is the charges we see here storage of documents and we've all seen the pictures right documents um on a stage in a ballroom somewhere in a bathroom somewhere spilled all over the floor that's when we talk about those particular charges that's what it's in reference to
1: Right. So there's a particular section of the Espionage Act that refers to the unlawful retention uh, of classified documents, and that's what the indictment uh, identifies. And so uh, normally the U.S. government requires classified information to be stored properly inside a secure compartmented information facility or a SCIF. Yep. Uh, and so in this case, the, the allegations in the indictment are that documents, classified documents, were stored in, in a location other than where they're supposed to be kept.
0: Now, obviously, I mean, we're talking about classified documents, security important. Why, though? What, what, what's, what's the risk that we're worried about here? Should this information like be stored in such a way? Um, why, why is, I mean, it's, it seems like an obvious answer, but I'll ask it. What, what's the concern here?
1: Right. So the government classifies information at different levels, uh, confidential, secret, top secret. Uh, and the definitions are actually based on the amount of harm that, that would occur if that information was disclosed to people not authorized to receive it. And so the indictment talks about top secret information. And so the definition of top secret information is information that would cause exceptionally grave damage uh, if disclosed. And so there's the information itself that's contained in the documents that certainly we don't want our adversaries to necessarily be aware of. But then there are other potential categories of harm. Uh, there's the, the very sensitive sources and methods, the, the term sources and methods, that are used to collect that information. Then the analyst will analyze that information and turn it into Finnish intelligence. And so there are very sensitive sources and methods, including communications, intercepts, satellite imagery. Uh, and then probably the most uh, sensitive, which is recruited human uh, assets. And then if, if an adversary finds out about the information, they could per- perhaps identify the source and method that was used to collect that information and then take actions to either prevent it or if it's a human source, you know, even arrest or, or potentially, you know, kill a, a human source.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No doubt. What about American citizens, American soldiers, military? I mean, we heard that there was you know, possible military plans there, uh, military vulnerabilities. So there's a risk not only to the, source, to the intelligence that you're talking about, but also U.S. citizens, right?
1: Yeah, so in the indictment, it discusses uh, some military plans. Uh, I guess in the, in the indictment, it talks about Trump showing a journalist or a publisher uh, or a, a member of a political action committee uh, some documents related to military information. So, you know, one of the questions will be, you know, is was this information still valid, you know, between the Trump administration and now the Biden administration? You know, what would the potential harm be? Uh, were those plans changed? Were they still in effect? Uh, but, I mean, generally speaking, if if the information is still classified, it would be improper to disclose that information to a journalist or a, a publisher or a member of a political action committee
0: some of the documents uh the ones i'm thinking of, were spilled on the floor were marked five eyes which is sort of the alliance the the five western countries that sort of cooperate when it comes to intelligence. i mean your reputation is also at risk right with that kind of agreement that understanding that alliance that 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 puts that on shaky ground
1: sure so Uh, we do have uh, what's called the Five Eyes Alliance and uh, information sharing with some of our closest partners, Canada, uh, the UK, New Zealand, Great Britain, Australia. And uh, part of the agreement is that that we will safeguard that information, safeguard that intelligence. And if our partners, uh, our allied intelligence uh, agencies don't feel that we're properly safeguarding that information, then it may call into question, you know, whether they would be willing to share additional information with us in the future.
0: In terms of the storage of the documents itself, the fact that we had, you know, documents on the stage and in the bathroom and things like that, I mean, there's a secure, I mean, Mar-a-Lago is not a secure facility. I mean, I I guess, and we know that people were visiting, so the risk seems like really, really obvious, doesn't it? Right. So, the reason that we store
1: classified information in secure government facilities is because there are additional safeguards to prevent our adversaries, uh, you know, uh, case officers for foreign intelligence services to gain access to it. And we know historically that that foreign intelligence services attempt to collect our classified information. And so if an adversary found out that classified information was being stored at a less secure facility, assuming that Mar-a-Lago is less secure than a you know, than an embassy or a government installation or an intelligence community agency, then it would stand to reason that they would take steps to try and access that information and and would likely have greater success doing that than they would if they tried
0: to break into a a government building. Uh, We're chatting with Gary Ross, director of the Intelligence Studies Program at Texas A&M. Gary, I want to ask, what's the difference here? Because the same kind of situation developed around joe biden and mike pence the vice president they both were found to be in possession of classified documents they didn't have what's the difference why did this get to the level it did with donald trump when i know they're still investigating with biden but pence was cleared. i mean what happened what's the breakdown there so
1: that's a that's a great question and i don't know uh i don't know if i have a great answer for you so uh certainly anyone who unlawfully retains classified information on its face would be you know in violation of this section of the espionage act and i i think this is one of the things that that trump supporters and certainly his attorneys uh will argue uh, i i think they'll probably argue you know that the initial warrant may have been uh improper in some manner but absent that you know it, it's the uh application of this provision uh, you know, in the appearance that, you know, it may not be applied equally. Uh, it's certainly something that we're going to hear a lot about. Yeah.
0: No question. Uh, and I think the only, the only difference that I've heard some analysts talk about is the fact that Pence said, Oh, yeah, go ahead, take a look at what I have. And if I have something, I shouldn't take it back. Same thing with Biden. Trump, as we know, part of the charge here is obstruction, right? And, and asking his, his handler, uh, who's also now charged to move the boxes and, and things like that. So that seems to be the only measurable difference, I would guess.
1: Yeah, so, and and this is what I've heard also, you know, the cooperation part of it, you know, with with Biden or with Pence, uh, that if if they became aware that they had retained classified information, uh, or if somebody asked them and they determined that they had it, then there was maybe a greater level of cooperation. And in the indictment, there are additional charges for the obstruction or false statement, so... You know,
0: certainly that would be a distinction. Yeah, Gary, a really good question from a lot of the listeners on the text line. And they're saying, you know, a classified or not, why are boxes of government documents not immediately put into secure storage? Like, why do any of these guys have all of these documents, be it in the bathroom or in the garage or wherever they might be? Why are they taking these documents home when they're I mean, Trump's no longer president. Uh, Joe Biden is now president. He got those when he was vice. I mean, why do they have these documents at all?
1: Sure, and and uh, they shouldn't, right? Classified documents should be stored in a in a, in a, a a safe manner, and there are provisions identifying how classified information should be stored, and you know that does not include having them at uh you know private residence, you know in boxes, you know wherever uh, wherever they were. So, you know certainly it shouldn't happen, and it, you know it's something that the attorneys uh, and if this ever goes to trial will have to will have to answer. I, I've heard. You know, some mention of something called the Presidential Records yes, Act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I think the the government agency that oversees the Presidential Records Act put out a statement saying that no, you yeah. know, there isn't any provision of the Act that would allow, uh, you know, the storing of documents in this manner. But it appears I think the president uh, President Trump mentioned something about the Presidential Records Act. I'm certainly not an attorney, but it may be something that they're going to try and argue, though. It appears the agency that oversees the act has already come out and said, you know, this wouldn't allow, you know, the actions that occurred.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes forward. And, of course, it'll be uh, covered from pillar to post. Uh, Gary, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today.